0: When you're young, not much matters. When you find something that you care about, then that's all you got.
1: Thanksgiving is Thursday. Daylight savings felt like it was two days ago. Um, I'm still not over that. And seasonal depression is kicking my ass, man. Um, February and November, I think, are the two months out of the year that feel... The shortest. I mean, February's got 28 days, so, I mean, it is the shortest month, but November's, like, you get two weeks, maybe three, depending on when Thanksgiving falls, or, like, when the date of it falls, and then you get, like, Thanksgiving week. That's it. and Thanksgiving week, and then that's it. After after Thanksgiving, nobody really gives a shit, because it's, like, Black Friday, and then it's, like, Christmas mode, unless, you know, you're that person that celebrates, Christmas from November, for like the day after Halloween. And it's like, boop, okay, Christmas mode. Um, but damn it, this November really flew by. Um, I was not prepared for that. No. But welcome into episode 11 of the 416 podcast. I am your humble and always favored host, Adam Hughes. Hope everybody's having a good week. Um, pre-Thanksgiving week, I think, uh, I think everybody's excited. At least the people that I'm talking to are excited about Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving too. Like I'll, I'll see my friends on uh Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to become the most wonderful time of the year. It's, it's creeping up on that. Um, get yeah, Thanksgiving starts it and then right rolling right into Christmas. Um, That's when the people, uh, that's when the people get a little nuts. Um, But then, like Black Friday, Black Friday is going to be interesting this year because I wonder if now that people are allowed outside again this year, I wonder if people are actually going to go Black Friday shopping again this year, or they're just going to do it from online. Because from people that I've talked to, they'll go and try to get you know the people that have kids, or even people that just have significant others. I don't have a girlfriend, so I don't have to... That's one less person I have to... As shitty as that sounds. But that's one less person that I have to buy something for. I only have to worry about three people now. I mean, I have had to worry about three people for the last couple years, but I'm just saying. I don't have a significant other, so it's not something... It's less stress on me. But for those who do have significant others, and then on top of that, kids and family, like parents... Um, I'm praying for you because from people that I've talked to, it's hard to find stuff out like out in stores. Cause th- there's delivery drivers <clears throat> that aren't doing their job. Like they're not wanting to, there's nobody, nobody driving the damn trucks. So it's like, there's nothing in the stores. There's nothing on shelves. They're having a lot of backstock issues. Like it all, it, it's a, it's a trickle down effect. <laughs> like, it's a domino effect. I said trickle-down effect. It's a domino effect onto you know us as consumers trying to get products that we want for our children and our significant others and our parents and etc. So hopefully I will, you know, I I have done it. I did it in 2017, 2018, 2019. I didn't do it last year, obviously, because
0: COVID.
1: But um normally I go Wake up at like four thirty in the morning, go grab some breakfast from Wawa, and, um, go to whatever I'm going to, like the mall or the mall is perfect because they have a lot of good sales. The stores that I go to, and I'm like a person with clothes and shoes. Like I can't just, yeah, I'm a size eight in this, so I'm a size eight in everything. Like no, like I have a size eight in Vans. I'm like a size seven in fucking. Seven, seven and a half and Timberlands. Like I'm I'm weird with shoes. Like my feet are weird with that shit. Like I don't know. So I have to go try shit on. So I go to the store on Black Friday, but it's like dead quiet. I'm in and out of there in five minutes. I can do my Christmas shopping in an hour, two hours max. And then boom, I'm done. Um and that I think that's awesome. I think that's fantastic. Um I've done that like I said, 2017 2017 through 2019 and 20 you know this year i'm gonna do it probably and there we go like cool we're, we're, we're good It's awesome um so hopefully people can if you are one of those people that likes to go out and shop on black friday hopefully it's not too uh too taxing this year um, there's not a lot of people. I'm curious to see what happens. Um, I don't think there's anybody getting up that early, like when the store is actually open, but you never know this year was this year's been a weird year, so you never know um, you never fucking know. so, um we're gonna get right into what we're gonna talk about today. Um, so if you have not paid attention to the news, which again, I don't blame you if you don't pay attention to the news as often as normal people, like regular Americans do, like every day. Um, and you just decided to take a break from whatever, from just social media and the news and all that shit. You probably missed the verdict on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, for those, um, who don't know anything about this trial or what happened or may have forgot. Um, He was a teenager who shot three people, uh, three white men, killed two of them um, in August of 2020 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was under five counts of of charges um the first count being first degree reckless homicide the second and third being first degree recklessly endangering uh, safety uh, the fourth count would uh, was first degree intentional homicide and the fifth count was attempted first degree intentional homicide he was acquitted uh, excuse me acquitted on all charges which for those of you who don't know what acquitted means acquitted it means All the charges were dropped. Um, And it sparked, once again, like it's always going to a racial divide in this country. Um, I think in this case, it was very hard to convict him of the homicides. I'm not a lawyer. I have a couple of lawyer law school friends of mine who are in law school right now. And I spoke to both of them about it briefly. And they said, yeah, this trial from the jump was bullshit. Um, but they did, you know, I I was, thinking, I was thinking along the lines. I was reading the charges. I was reading some of the evidence that was brought forth. I was watching some of the coverage like on YouTube and stuff like that, like clips of the trial. And yeah, he had a pretty strong self-defense case um, in his favor. So, I think it was easy for him to say, okay, the homicides were not really the strongest push by the prosecution. I think what the prosecution should have tried to push was the reckless endangerment charges. Um, Let me see where that's at. Let's pull that back up. Um, Yeah, first degree recklessly endangering uh, safety. Uh, this, in, in the state of Wisconsin, uh, it's a class F felony that carries a basic sentence up to 12 and a half years in prison and a fine up to $25,000 or both of them, uh, e- either gets one or the other or both uh, for each of the two counts. So he would have been facing possibly up to 24, 25 years in prison or a $50,000 fine. Or both. Um, excuse me. Um, I think he should have been charged with those two counts. Um, because, the, like I said, the homicides were going to be hard to convict him of because of the strong self-defense case. Um, people were trying to justify it as, oh, well, he, one of the men that he killed was a, a, a child molester. Okay, and there's women that are also locked up for killing their abuser in a rape case or sexual assault case. The girl killed the abuser, but the girl goes to prison because, yes, technically under a court of law that is murder, but you look at the context of a case like that and it's like, yeah, they they killed the person that was abusing them. So wouldn't that be self defense? But for some reason, and most of that, ca- in most of those cases, it's deemed as no. This is just murder. No self defense. You don't get any self defense.
0: What what's the case here in terms of his self defense? Yeah, he was. In self-defense. Okay. I'll give you that. But then him walking around with an AR-15.
1: An ammunition. Walking across state lines. Acting like he was a fucking police officer. The last time I checked, he didn't have a badge. And a gu- he didn't have a badge. He wasn't in uniform. He was in street clothes. He's a teenager. He's 18 years old. Walking around the streets of Wisconsin. And then crossing state lines. I believe it was to Michigan. And... For what fucking reason? Like, I don't understand what was going through this kid's head when he was doing this.
0: Um, I, I'm just baffled. Like, it makes no sense. And it goes back to, like, people were telling me yesterday, I was t- uh,
1: talking to people yesterday, and they were like, well... It's now going to be a race thing. And it all goes back, like I said before, it all goes back to race. If this kid was black,
0: an 18-year-old black kid that did this, or Hispanic, and he got acquitted on all
1: charges, everybody, justice would be served. Justice would be served. And he got off. Oh, justice was served. It was self-defense. But the way the media is spinning it, it's like, oh, it's this white kid that got off and everybody's outraged because he's a white kid. And the narrative has shifted that okay, and I understood that. I I am not under the impression that I think he should have gotten off at all. I think he should have been I th- think he should have been charged. I think he should be sitting in jail. But that's my opinion. That is my opinion. That is not my moral. That is not what I live by. That is my opinion on a court case. Same reason why we have opinions on different court cases throughout United States history. This is a court case that I have my opinion on. And I'm making my emphasis on the word opinion because in this day and age, your opinion is taken as your, the way you live your life, your morals. No, not necessarily. It's right or wrong. And I think in this case, from the jump, the way that the judge... Now, I'll, let me look at the judge for a second. I'm very good at reading people. I think so. I think I'm very good at reading people's body language, their emotions, their just everything. Their, the way their eyes are. You know, you, can t- you know how people tell you, oh, if you know a person's lying, you just look at their eyes. You just look at the way they're acting, the way they're talking, their voice,
0: their tone, everything. I'm very good at reading people like that. In the case of the judge, the judge was very biased,
1: I think, in this case. And here's why. I'm not saying bias as in, like, bias towards... Um,
0: a specific ideology. I'm talking about bias in terms of the defendant, which was Kyle Rittenhouse. That clip of him bashing the prosecutor,
1: I watched not just a 30-second clip on that, like the news would show you oh, rah, 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 when he was going off. I watched part that part of the trial. Specifically, I went back and watched that part of the trial just for my own sanity, my own, Like, okay, this is actually what happened. I need context. The judge, the prosecutor's in the middle of giving evidence, and the judge abruptly stopped him and started to yell at him. But the way that he was looking at the prosecutor, pointing at the prosecutor, he was very sitting upright, with his you know shoulders back standing up sitting up straight pointing angry you could see it on his face his eyebrows the the uh, the wrinkles on the t- when he would raise his eyebrows on his forehead he was you could tell he was angry a normal person in America may not pick up on little things like that they may say "Oh he's just yelling he's just yelling yeah he's yelling because what he could, you know you can yell for different reasons you can yell when you're excited you can yell when you're mad you could yell when you're upset in this case it was come almost coming out of like pure rage and it was coming off as very defensive like he was
0: offended by something like he was offended for Kyle and it came off very biased very biased um,
1: the fact that the, def- the, the fact that the other thing that he was picking the jurors out of a bucket, like a raffle, I've never seen that in my life publicly. I don't know if it happens in a private courtroom. Like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a prosecutor. I'm not, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be a teacher, not, not a lawyer, but I've never seen that. In my life. I've never seen the defendant do that. I've seen the, uh, the clerk do it. The law clerk do it. Or the... Yeah, I've seen them do it. But I've never seen the defendant or the prosecutor. Whoever, like, depending on... I've never seen that in my life. He's, like, picking it out like a raffle. Like, I've never seen that before. So it's just this whole trial... And his reactions to when he was on the, when he was being cross examined, I think that was all for show. That he, it's like he was perfectly fine. And then, like, within a blink of a second, he was losing his shit. He was like, talking like I'm talking normally right now.
0: And then He goes into like this, he's talking like
1: this, and he's, uh, he's like going, losing his shit, like having a fucking meltdown on the stand. And then like two minutes later, he's fine. No, t- no red eyes, no nothing. And I was like, it seems a little odd to me. And then his reaction when he got acquitted, if you haven't seen it, it's actually kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny because, you know, for him it was life or death, but in terms of, like, his life being over. But as someone who is just an observer of this trial, it was actually kind of funny, his reaction. And it was a little too overblown. Like, if you go back and watch OJ's acquittal, like, when he got acquitted, um, he was, like, it was just, like, a sigh of relief. But, like, you could see in his eyes, in OJ's eyes, he's, like, Damn, I got away with fucking murder.
0: With this kid, it's like he just... uh, It's like his dog fucking died or some shit.
1: He's standing there. He's looking like, again, perfectly fine, stone-faced, calm as can be. Two seconds later, he's looking like this. He's looking like I'm going to start crying. And then he falls to the fucking floor in a heap and then gets picked up by the, the prosecutor, or the defense lawyer has to pick, like, drag him up off the ground. I'm like, okay, like, it, it, it's a little dramatic, in my opinion. It's a little dramatic.
0: And it just goes to show this whole trial, I think, was a huge joke. And... Uh, Listen, whether you think he got off
1: or not, whether you think he deserved to be uh, acquitted or not, that's up to your determination. I think he should have gotten off on the homicide charges, but I don't think he should have gotten off for the recklessly endangering safety. Like I said before, he's walking around in the middle of the street with an AR-15, and the cops are turning their backs this was before he even shot anybody or pointed the gun at anybody. He's walking around in the middle of the street with an AR-15. What to that seems normal? If I'm a police officer and I see someone walking around the street with an automatic rifle, I'm going to immediately grab like three or four of my guys and say, hey, let's go see what this kid's going what's the hey, what are you doing, buddy? Like, uh, why are you out here with a gun? Do you have a license for that? Do you have a permit for that? Like, I'd be asking him all these questions. Can you put the gun down, please? Can you turn the safety on? And Like, I, I would have handled that situation much differently than the cops did then. And mind you, like, they handled it the way they handled it. But I don't understand, like, how that's not recklessly endangering the safety of others. Fuck the three people that he killed, or the two people—excuse me—the two people that he killed, the three people that he shot. Fuck that. The fact that he, th- there's normal people, out. there's kids out, there's kids younger than him that are out there protesting, and he's out there just waving a fucking gun around. The video of him walking—he looks like he's like fucking Rambo or some shit. Like, what do you think? Like, John, like you're not fucking John Wick. You're not fucking Rambo, buddy. Why? I don't understand it. I don't. I really don't. This whole trial is a fucking mess. It's a fucking embarrassment. The way this court system, that's why every state has a different court system. If this were Jersey, this kid would have been locked up. I'm just saying that right now. Yeah, if it was Jersey, this kid's getting locked up for life. Maybe not on the homicide charges, but on alone, he's doing 25 for the endangering safety. At least if I'm the judge, I'm looking at that like, listen, that's a slam dunk. If the jury don't, I'll override the jury be like, listen, on counts two and three, you're going to fucking jail, pal. No reason you should be roaming the streets with a fucking AR-15. No shot. The nope. if resource officers in schools aren't even allowed to carry firearms and this kid's just roaming around the streets of wisconsin with a fucking ar-15 i just want you want people to put context on oh yeah he killed he killed a uh like i said before he killed a uh a guy one of the guys that he killed was a, a child molester okay it's not his it's not it's neither of them's fucking fault Nobody knew that before this case. Nobody mentioned that
0: before the case, but because the case is coming up, everybody wants to throw the shit on there. Just to make their point valid. It's a lot of shit that's coming up afterwards. Excuse me, a lot of shit that's coming up afterwards.
1: It, but you want to put things into context, that's fine. But let's put things into context. He was walking around the street with a gun with people around and the cops did nothing until he shot somebody. And that's the unfortunate part. They didn't even let him, they didn't even stop him when he was in the middle of the street. They just like, all right, he's just walking around. Like he was like, they were, he he was one of them. He was one of the cops. This ain't fucking like, this ain't the revolutionary war. You're not, you're not getting a militia. We have Police officers for that. No need for public citizens to be walking around with guns like that in the middle of the fucking street. No, no shot. Kids should have gotten at least 25 years. And for that, for charges, two and th- for counts two and three of first degree recklessly endangering safety. Should have gotten, should have at least gotten that. 25 years. If he gets 25 years,
0: everybody goes home happy most likely. This country's fucked, man. This country's absolutely fucked.
1: Um, so from one court case to a potential next court case, the uh, I know I mentioned two episodes ago about the Travis Scott Astroworld Festival. Oh, boy. This is, um, this is something. $2 billion lawsuit filed against Travis Scott, Drake, and the Astroworld Fest organization. Uh, or organizer excuse me so on thursday a san antonio texas uh, attorney uh, thomas j henry filed a 2 billion dollar lawsuit against travis scott and others on behalf of the victims of the deadly Astral festival tragedy per a press release from henry the lawsuit seeks 2 billion dollars in damages from scott apple music live nation energy stadium and drake who was a guest performer at the uh, at the festival as the fatal crowd crushed happened. The suit was filed on behalf of 282 victims who hired Henry. In total, it was an estimated over 300 people were treated for injuries at the festival, while 25 people were hospitalized. Eight attendees were pronounced dead at the scene, and two more deaths repo- uh, reported in the following weeks. One of those was that, uh, that little nine-year-old kid. I think he was nine years old. Um... Nine or ten years old, uh, that kid that was in the hospital and people were rooting for him to try and get out. And the dad uh, eventually said that, yeah, um, that they had to pull the plug on him. And that's just tragic. Um, So $2 billion. Like I said before, with this situation, um, it's a tragedy for one. First and foremost, it's a tragedy. Um, A lot of blame to go around some more than others. Um, I don't think Travis Scott should be getting as much blame as people are giving him. He is his, that His job is not to organize the festival. Yes, the festival is associated with him in terms of the name of the festival, and he would be in, essentially the host. But he does not have a lot of... And it's come out. There's a lot of documents that have come out that have said he is not the sole organizer of this concert. That would be under Live Nation Energy Stadium. Um, He does deserve some of the blame, yes, because it's his festival. Um, and he encouraged, you know, he encourages like the raging, the mosh pits, all that shit. And first off, before I even keep going, um, hip hop fans don't know how to mosh pit. I've never been in one, but I've been to enough Metal shows, you know, hard rock metal shows to know that, yeah, hip hop people, they mosh pit incorrectly. It's horrible. Um, I, a couple of my friends, you know, know a few like local musicians that are more in the hard rock type of even just like indie scene where they mosh. They're like, yeah, they looked. I showed them it and they were like, yeah, they're fucking doing it all wrong. And that leads me to those people that stormed the barricades and caused all this hysteria, they're, to, they're also to fucking blame. Because you don't... Storming the barricade for a fucking t-shirt that you could probably buy online for about the same price, the t-shirt's probably $80, you're probably paying $20 more online. Are you going to wear that t-shirt when you're 50? Probably not. You're going to wear it when you're 40? 40? probably not 30 maybe
0: 60 now 70 probably not 80 doubt it all that for a t-shirt or a wristband or a hat (laughs) makes no fucking sense people are stupid what
1: (laughs) i blame those people yeah the concert goers like people are like trying to blame the concert goers they have maybe the smallest fraction of the blame because they know what they got them. They're getting themselves into in terms of the, um, the, just, the aesthetics of the show. They know Travis Scott's, you know, raging, you know, all that type of shit. Like they know that, but like they don't, they deserve like maybe 5% of the blame. If that less than 5% of the blame, because you know, they know what they're going to get into. But the people that storm the barricades that didn't pay to go to this event,
0: I don't. I have no words. I've been to plenty of concerts. Outdoor. I've been to outdoor. I've been
1: to one festival, and it was a hard rock festival in 2012 with my dad. And I didn't see. It, it was security up the ass all over the place, and there were about 50, 50 to sixty, close fifty to seventy thousand people. I'll go in that range. It was a two day festival. And hosted by Metallica in Atlantic City. There were about fifty to 70,000 people there. And it was fine. There was mosh pits all over the place. But it was fine. Nobody got hurt. I'm sure people got hurt, but like, hurt is different than injured. Nobody died. Nobody had to get carried out on a stretcher. There was water stations. Like, it was a properly put together festival. And then... With this, yeah, Live Nation, I think, deserves most of the blame because you have, you know, it's Travis fucking Scott. Like, he's one of the biggest artists in the world. He's one of the biggest hip-hop artists in the world. Just, like I said, artists, not even associated with hip-hop, just musical artists in the world. He's one of the
0: biggest. And yeah, man. This shit is crazy. Two billion dollars with a
1: B. Billion with a B. And every single dollar deserves to be shoved up their ass, man. Drake took, like, Drake's not escaping from this because when he came out, and again, little did he know shit was going on, but he was there and he amped up the crowd even more. When Drake comes out, it is, unless your name is Travis Scott or Kanye West, and in hip-hop, I can't think of any other, other, of, other of those two. Maybe Kendrick and J. Cole. Maybe out of those four. If you're not one of those four guys, and Drake, you bring Drake out as a special
0: guest, it is no longer your show. It is Drake's show now. No longer your show. Only out of those four. So Drake amped up that crowd, which made it a little
1: more whatever. And I want to address the satanic part of this fucking debacle. Um, TikTok for days after that shit happened, all it was for my For You page, there were videos of crowds, like people, like videos of people in the crowd. Um, And then look at the stage, it's a portal to hell. It's with sacrifice, the low-frequency music, the synths, the ev- No. People fucking died. And you're gonna make this about satanic
0: rituals? Because you want to get clicks on fucking TikTok? That's fucking gross. That's disgusting. That's- It makes no fucking sense. Like, none whatsoever. And you want to sit there and make it about
1: yourself because- you want to get clicks and views and you know it's a hot topic. Was that a satanic ritual? No. Not that I would know what one looks like, but even if I did, it ain't that. That's a fucking concert that went really, really, really wrong. Really, there's a lot. Listen, for that to happen, a whole bunch of shit needs to happen before that, before like disaster happens before tragedy happened. Listen, the lack of water stations would be one. The fact that people who didn't pay for a ticket stormed the, stormed the gate and just ran the fuck in. So that amped up the numbers by about maybe 20,000, 25,000 people. So if it was meant for 50,000 people and 20,000 more people rushed the barricade, which I can probably tell you that happened, that's now 70,000 people. That that area is not meant for 70,000, 80,000 people. It's only meant for 50. So if those assholes that ran f- through the gate came through, it, the concertgoers that actually paid for their fucking ticket are now going to get smushed. They're going to get fucking this. And I, I, the other thing I don't get is that like, People saying, oh, the eight flames, like that the eight flames, eight sacrifice. All right, now 10 people died. There weren't 10 flames. So where's your evidence for your satanic ritual, fucking Joe Schmo on TikTok? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. You're using a tragedy just to get off likes and views on fucking TikTok. It's gross. It's disgusting. It pisses me off. Um, Rest in peace to those 10 souls that we lost um, eight of them at the event, and then the two following the event. Um, Travis Scott is probably not going to tour, probably for the next two years. His album that was probably going to come out next month, probably not coming out till next year, if that. Maybe the year after. Maybe another two years till we get new Travis Scott music. Now Escape Plan, and I forget the other name, Mafia, I think is the name, uh, that two pack that came out before the festival, and he did it for a reason because he wanted he opened his set with Escape Plan, and that's why. Um, yeah, we're not going to hear from Travis Scott very much. Anything Travis Scott related, you know? Fortnite already did the deal with him, c- cut that shit off. I think McDonald's might have done the same thing. Um, I don't think Nike will because they or they make a shit ton of money off the Travis Scott shoes and the apparel. Um but I won't be surprised if they drop, you know, his their deal with him. But we're not going to hear from Travis Scott musically for at least 2 years. Maybe maybe even 3 to 5. It's going to be a while until he's going to be able to be accepted back in the limelight. Um as a as a whole, you know, not just his core fans, but I'm saying as a whole his view to society is not very good right now. So staying on the topic of music, um, what's beef is the title of this episode. Kanye and Drake, or should I say Yay, as he's referred to now and Drake patched up the beef. The beef has been, uh, has gone stale. It smells, it's nasty. It's all moldy. (laughs) It's all moldy. Done. So we think. So we think. He was spotted. I believe it was at Drake's house. Could have been at Kanye's house. I don't remember. I, to be honest, I don't really care. But it's it's kind of cool that they patched this up. I think since like 2015, 2016 era. I forget when Lift Yourself was, or not Lift Yourself. Um, fuck. No, I think it was Lift Yourself, where Kanye's going whoop did dee scoop. Whoop poop diddy scoop like that that one that Drake that beat that was supposed to go to Drake but Kanye went poop diddy scoop on it and the beat's fucking hard but like Kanye he, the trolling his trolling as it poop diddy scoop whoop dee scoop diddy poop I'm like yo this dude is off his shit but he trolled Drake so hard and that's people are saying like that's around when it started um like this. Period of the beef. I don't know how long this beef has gone on. And frankly, I don't care about the beef. The Don to CLB shit. Listen, y'all both made, well, Drake a mediocre album, Kanye a little bit better than what he's put out, but still not your best from both of you. Like that debate was fucking stupid. Uh, But listen, I got caught up in it. You know, it was my first episode that I talked about it. So, but what does this mean since they patched it up? December 7th. Kanye is doing a concert to free Larry Hoover. He's hosting it. Larry Hoover Jr. is hosting it. And he wanted Drake to also headline with him. And apparently it seems that Drake is going to do that um, from what we've heard so far. And, but as far as that, or I should say outside of that, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be a album we don't know if it's gonna be a song whether Drake is gonna be on the next version of donda or some shit like we don't know um so it, it's still up in the air of what what this means like the two biggest artists in hip-hop arguably in the music business um patching up their beef over the last couple of years so um congratulations to Drake and Kanye I guess I, I mean Kanye went it right now Uh, Pete Davidson's walking around with Kim Kardashian. It's interesting (laughs) that I, that I saw yesterday. I was like, Ooh, I was not expecting that, but Pete Davidson kind of went from Ariana Grande to fucking Kim Kardashian. He's winning. I'll tell you that the, the dark, depressed comedian is winning. Um, so I think that's all I have for, let's see, music wise. Oh, Adele dropped yesterday. Um that would be my other music thing. Um I haven't listened to it yet. Um but from what I've read on Twitter and Instagram and everything, it it's fucking amazing. From what I've heard, she gets in her bag, um a lot of heartbreak talk, a lot of divorce talk. Um but I'm I'm excited. I'm going to listen to it today. Um so I'm excited to listen to that. Um so let's switch this up into sports. Um it's probably going to be sports for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the pod here. Uh the rest of the episode, I should say. Um I'll start in baseball since all the awards came back this year or this year this week. Uh Bryce Harper, Philadelphia Philly right fielder, won the NL MVP. It's his second MVP of the season. Um I'm going to pull his numbers up. So he finished top 10 in average. He finished 6th with 309. uh, Top 20 in home runs with 35. He tied for 17th. Um, RBIs, he was 84. And then he led the league in OPS. Um, He had one hell of a year. The Phillies didn't make the playoffs. Um, He played 100, how many games did he play? 141 games. He had 151 hits. Um, 100 walks under 200 strikeouts, yeah, you know, 134 strikeouts. Um, and he played 142 at a 160. So, so he missed 21 games. Um, he had a hell of a season. Like I went, I, I don't know how many games I went to Phillies games. I went to this summer, but or, I mean, the first one was my birthday, which is in April. That was the first game I went to. And then I went to like four or five after that. Um, And it was just always a joy to watch him, you know, live. That was my first time I had seen the Phillies with Bryce Harper, um, with Bryce Harper playing. I didn't go to any games in 2019. Um, I didn't go to any games last year. Excuse me. And, you know, this year was my first Phillies game in a couple of years. And watching him live was an absolute joy. And now that I was able to be like, hey, I watched him during his, went to go see him during his MVP season is kind of cool. So congrats to Bryce Harper for his NL MVP. He deserved it. Um, he won it by a landslide. He had like 430 votes. I think um, Fernando Tatis Jr. was the second behind him with like 380 some votes. So he won by a fucking landslide. Um, so yeah, congrats to Bryce Harper. He deserved it. Second MVP of his career. Um... So from one Philly sports team, we're just going to keep moving with the Philly sports teams. Um, today, at a couple hours from when I'm recording this, um, the Philadelphia Union are going to play their home playoff game against the New York Red Bulls at 2.30. Um, fuck the Red Bulls for one. Um, for any of you who don't know who the Philadelphia Union are, they're the Philadelphia, They're Philadelphia's MLS team. Um, for those of you who don't follow soccer and, you know, don't don't follow the MLS. Um, They're Philadelphia so- um, soccer professional soccer team. Um, that game I think is being broadcasted on PHL Seventeen, which is the local broadcast. But if you want to watch <laughs> um, the national or worldwide broadcast, for those of you who aren't from America listening, um, it's on one of the Spanish channels. Just look it up, and it'll say football um, MLS and Philadelphia Union and New York Rebels. I'm probably going to watch it in Spanish because I like, like FIFA. I've played FIFA since I was uh, seven, six, seven years old. Um, I've had every FIFA since then. And every single FIFA, I've changed the commentary from English to Spanish because, listen, Spanish commentary is so much better than English commentary, unless it's, it's close with, with Premier League, which is uh, England commentary. Because they're so passionate about it, but American commentary with soccer is ab- horrible, abysmal. Um, so I normally watch the Union games in Spanish because they get a little more animated. But when you know, if someone scores, and it's goal! Oh my god, I go fucking crazy. I it, I would go crazy just playing FIFA. Crowds going crazy, and there's uh, the announcers, goal, and it's. If you're a soccer fan or played soccer at any point in your life, you know that that is like the coolest shit ever. It never gets old. Um, Like I even watch like NFL games in Spanish sometimes just because they're so animated. I watched the Eagles game the one time in Spanish and those announcers are going absolutely crazy. Crazier than any other Fox or CBS commentator ESPN commentator. It's like they go fucking ape shit for a for like a 15 yard pass. It, it's it's so much fun. So, go Union. 2.30 um, p.m. The place at the Subaru Park is going to be fucking rocking. I think they're sold out. I was going to go, but I have a ton of fucking assignments to do, so I'm kind of pissed. But it is what it is. Um, so, I'm going to be jumping around in my room. No doubt. Stereo is cranked up. Spanish commentators. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Um, so, 2.30 p.m. Um moving on to another Philadelphia sports team, my Eagles. Oh my Eagles. They're doing so much better. I'm so proud of them. I'm proud of Jalen Hurts. I'm so proud of Jalen Hurts. DeVonte Smith, I loved him since the draft. I'm proud of him too. Like I'm proud of this whole team, but out of the most the most proud out of all the players I think right now, um Jalen Hurts is easily number 1 on my list. From what he was in Week 1, And struggling, inconsistent, inconsistent. He had a good game, he had a bad game. Good game, bad game. The last few games he's played lights out. He's played very good football. And I'm super, last week was probably the best game I've ever seen him play. He was against the Broncos. He was composed. He was throwing the ball with conviction, with confidence. He was launching the ball downfield. He was throwing darts across the field. He was moving outside the pocket, throwing off balance. He was playing out of his mind last week and I was so proud of him for that. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but my dog is going like barking like crazy outside. So I I do apologize if you can hear some faint barking in the background. Um, So the, but back to the Eagles, the um, they play the saints this week. Um, And I think, I don't know if Taysom Hill, which is the Saints' backup quarterback, if he's available. If he's not, then they're down to their third string again for the second week in Trevor Simeon. um, They're already missing their starting – two of their starting offensive linemen, so that defense has got to eat. Um, They've they've kind of let up – I mean, they did – the Broncos they got last week, they did really well. But, you know, Justin Herbert lit them up the week before um you know Dak the Cowboy I'm going back way early in the season but like Mahomes Dak even Jimmy Garoppolo like the second game of the season was just lighting up this defense um we don't get a lot of sacks and if we do it's against shitty teams with shitty offensive lines but I think this week we got to eat the Saints team isn't terrible their defense is legit Um, so Jalen Hurts is going to be tested. They're a top 10 defense in the league. Their secondary is always good. You know, their front four is decent. Their linebackers are decent. Like they have a legit defense. So he's going to have to step up like he did last week. Um, and I think he'll just, he's, he's rolling. He's in a, he's in a groove right now. And I think this team's in a groove. They're in an upward motion. They've won three straight or one, two. Um, they lost to the chargers, but they easily could have won that game but that was a high for them. They were coming off a high and they came out last week pissed off. Um and they're wearing all black on Sunday. They're in the all black uniform, so they got it. they got to go out and show out. Um they have to. Um but I'm so excited for Sunday. Um some highlightable games though for this week. Uh week 11 coming up. Um Chiefs and Cowboys this is the 425 game this is the big big money game. Um I'm excited for that. It's going to be such a good game, Mahomes and Dak. Man, if them Chiefs, I might have to walk that Chiefs take back, guys. I said the Chiefs, I think a couple episodes ago, two or three episodes, I said the Chiefs might not make the playoffs. They're 6-4. and I might have to walk that back. If they win, they're 7-4. and They're leading the AFC West by, I think, a game or two. Um, I might have to walk that take back. So um, (laughs) we're interested to see what happens there. Um, and then Sunday night football is uh, Chargers Steelers. Chargers should easily win that game. Um, and then Monday night is Bucks and Giants. Uh, last year or earlier was it earlier this year? I think it was last year when uh, Brady played the Giants. He absolutely tore. Uh, no, I think that was a closer game than we thought. Um, and I think and Daniel Jones actually played really, really well uh, last year and he also played good like he's played good on Monday night. They played the Chiefs. Um, earlier this season, a couple weeks ago, and he actually did pretty well. Um, So I'm interested to see how the Giants play on Sunday, or excuse me, Monday. Um, Brady's going to be playing pissed off, so I feel bad for the Giants because he just lost to Washington. Um, So I think that's it for the uh, NFL. So let's move on to the NBA. And the NFL season has kind of been meh. So the NBA season so far has not been meh. A couple of good games. Um, like I was watching the Lakers game. It was a good game up until the energy in that Boston crowd was just kind of meh. But it's early in the season. it's only, We're only a month in. So I'm not expecting anything out of the crowd to be like, oh my goodness, and going absolutely crazy. Like that's when April, May, or, or playoff time, April, May, June, that's when that, um, that's when we'll start to wake up a little bit more. Um, around Christmas. Christmas uh, crowds are always cool. Um, But Stephen Curry, man, I'm going to say this right now. He's going to win the MVP. Knock on wood, he stays healthy. Just knock on wood, he stays healthy. This is better than any of his two. It's better than his unanimous MVP season. Much better. Easily. He leads the league in points with 29.5. He's uh, top 15 in assists with 6.5. Rebounds, he's at six. uh, And PR, he's ranked fourth with 30.08. So he's averaging 29.5, six, and six and a half rebounds and assists. He's shooting 46% from the field, 42% from three, and 96% from the free throw line. Now, his free throw percentage is always above 90%, but it's the three point percent, uh, the field goal percentage, which is near 50%. Um, and three pointers is over forty percent. Um, Jesus Christ, he's going absolutely crazy. He's had I don't know how many games this year. He's had, um, where he's had nine or more threes. I think he's had three games where he's had not. He's made nine threes or more. Um, and if he wins MVP, which I think he will, if he stays healthy throughout the whole year. And the Warriors keep on the pace. They're fourteen and two right now. If they stay on the pace that they're staying, I think I might have to walk my take back that I had a couple episodes, a few episodes ago, with Felix, and said we said uh, Lakers and Bucks in the finals. Um, I might have to walk that back. I might have to say it was it's going to be Warriors Bucks because I look the way the Lakers are looking right now, and I'll get to you know talking about LeBron in a second. The way the Lakers are looking right now, yeah. uh, eh, Kind of looking crappy. That was an easy, that was a winnable game last night against the Celtics, and they looked horrible. Horrible. Their defense was bad, their rebounding was bad, they looked horrible. The Warriors are looking like the best things, the best fucking things in sliced bread, Jesus. Like, and Steph Curry's, Oh my God. He's on pace to, to make a 406 threes this year. That would shatter his previous record, which is like 370 something in a season. It would shatter the record. I'm super excited to watch this is when the Warriors are good again and Steph Curry's playing well and Clay, Clay Thompson's not even back. Wiseman, their rookie center that they drafted last year, he's not even back. And they're playing like this. The team itself is shooting absolutely crazy. They're shooting like over 40% from, the, from the three as a
0: team.
1: That is ridiculously good. This is a really, this is one of the best Warriors teams I've seen. I think it's better than the one when they went to the final, when Curry won his first title, that 14-15 season. I think this team is better than that team in the past because they have a lot more youth and better shooters on this team. Um so Steph Curry's winning MVP easily if he keeps what he keeps up what he's doing. Cause Lord have mercy. The League better watch out come playoff time because the Warriors are a real fucking they're they're the real deal. You know, it took them a couple of years. They were rebuilding, kinda getting, you know, moving off of KD and getting all these draft picks and figure out which ones work, which ones don't work. Um so I'm excited. Um playoffs this year for the NBA are going to be awesome once everybody, cause there's a lot of people out with COVID and there's people out that are hurt when everybody's back healthy and all these teams are locked and loaded. This year's playoffs are going to be kind of like 2019. Like that was probably the last good playoff year. 2020 was weird with the bubble and, um, and last year's playoffs were not really the best. Like they were kind of, they were just like, okay, this year I think it's going to be absolutely wild. Um, and then moving, like I said, about the Lakers, um, Stephen A. Smith on first take the other day, there was a question that, uh, that emerged that was saying, who's winning a title in L.A. first? Um, now that Odell Beckham Jr., who gets regarded as talk, talked about as the top three receiver when he's not you know, even top five, My, he may be top ten, and he's at the bottom of that top ten list. I don't think he's a top whatever receiver in the league. I, I, I honestly don't. I, I respect that he's good and he's talented, but I don't, you know, I don't see him in that limelight. But anyway, they said, which ones, who's winning a title first? The Rams, Odell Beckham with the Rams or LeBron with the Lakers. And Stephen A. said something, which, you know, he's, his takes a lot so recently have been kind of shitty. Um, he said that um, LeBron is never winning a title again excuse me, for the rest of his career. Uh, I don't know about that. Listen, I am the great, I am like a LeBron, I'm a LeBron kind of, excuse me, if, you know, you can hear my family in the background. Um, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan because of the way that he plays on the court. Um, but I respect his game. I respect him. He's one of the great. He's the greatest player of my gener in terms of my generation of, you know, I'm 22. Um, he's been in the league for almost 20 years. He's definitely the. Um, he's definitely the greatest player in that in my generation. Um, but he's winning one more. He's going to win one more. He's going to. I I said that he was going to. Rec- I said he was gonna um finish his career with five. Um, but I think he's gonna win one more. Um, I think him not winning one more is kinda asinine to say that he's never gonna win a title again. I mean, it's it's eventually it's gonna be reality. But I don't think you know, I think this year he's got definitely got a shot. The Lakers gotta get their shit together. And I think he's got a shot this year, but on top of that, he's got a um He's got a shot next year. He's got a shot. The listen, as long as Anthony Davis is there, he's got a shot. Like AD's top 5 um uh, top 5 power forward, top 5 big man in the league. He's got a shot every year that AD's there. If AD wasn't there, I I could you could say that with confidence that oh yeah, he's not winning a title depending on who he had. But as long as AD's there and they got, you know, they that that team is good. It's just they haven't they haven't gelled yet. Um and I think they will. I think they will. Um, yeah, but to say LeBron's not winning the title again, I think that's fucking bullshit. Um, but um, let me see, do I have anything else? No, that's it. It's all I got. It, it, was kind of a, it was kind of a weird week, you know? Not a lot sports-wise happened, and not a lot other than, you know, the Rittenhouse trial. Not anything else big happened. Um. I will say this though, since I am not going to let me take a sip of my water. Hold on. That's a lot better. Um since I won't be able to talk to you guys um after you know, before Thanksgiving, I'm the, my next episode's gonna be next Saturday. Um I'm not gonna see you guys or hear or talk to you guys. I said see you guys as in like I see all of you. Um talk to you guys, um, this would be the f- last time I talk to you guys before Thanksgiving, so I hope everybody gets to their destinations safely, whether wherever that may be, with your family, your friends. Um, I have my friend Allie, she's coming in, uh, she's flying in from where she's coming from today, um, so hopefully she makes it uh, home safe. Um, and my friend Eric, her, her boyfriend is um, picking her up from the airport, so hopefully they get back to where they're getting back to safely, um, and safe and sound, um, to all of my listeners. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving and I hope you get, um, like I said, get to your destination safely. Be careful. People get really weird around like black Friday with traveling. Like people get really, really crazy driving. So always, you know, keep paying attention on the road. stay off your phone while driving. Um, like I said, I hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. I will see you guys next week for episode 12. Um, I've missed my quote in the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to return to it. Um, remember, life is a series of moments and moments pass. So let's make this one last as if it's all that we have. I hope, I hope. wow, I'm like really talking fast. I hope you have a awesome Thanksgiving, an awesome holiday weekend. Sit back, watch some football, enjoy your family and your friends. And I will see you guys next week. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.